Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio 1360 KKTX Lago here. Glad you're live this morning. 0805. Brother Dave standing by with your sports. Here's Brian with your traffic and weather together. Starting today, contractors will be performing utility work on Water Street between Broadway Court and Park Avenue. Work is scheduled until June 14th, weather permitting. During this period, both, both northbound and southbound Water Street will be reduced to one lane of traffic through the work zone. And contractors will be performing utility work at the 5400 block of Galahar Road between the Meadowbrook Drive and Brock Drive. Eastbound Galahar Road will be reduced to one lane of traffic through the work zone. We'll see partly cloudy skies today with gusty winds and a high of 91. Breezy tonight with partly cloudy skies and a low of 83. Right now we're looking at... Uh, let's see. We're looking at mostly cloudy skies with a temperature of 82 degrees. And with your sports, here's Brother Dave Evans. Good morning, guys. Well, Clay Thompson scored 25 points before leaving with a hamstring injury, and the Golden State Warriors ran off the first 18 points of the second half on the way to a 109-104 victory over the Toronto Raptors that tied the NBA Finals at one game, game apiece. Game three will be at Golden State Wednesday. And pro hardball, Bile Straw led the Astros to a 6-4 victory over the A's by going 3-for-4 with three runs scored and three stolen bases. Straw scored the game winner in the 11th inning to allow Houston to sweep the three series. On other diamonds, the Rangers scored the Royals 5-1. to The Angels crushed the Mariners 13-3, and the Red Sox got past the Yankees 6 And local sports corpus engineered a doubleheader sweep with the Rough Riders, winning by scores of 6-4 and 2-1 to claim the three-game set. The Hooks open a seven-game homestand tonight with a first of three against Midland. Listen to all the action right here on News Radio 1360 KKTX starting at 5.55 with the pregame show followed by the game at 6.15. And finally, Jim, every young player has a dream of the same dream. Bases loaded, down three, two outs, bottom of the ninth, and it always ends the same way in our minds. Grand slam, you go home, the instant hero. Well, Jim, that exact scenario happened to Texas A&M's Bryce Blom on Sunday. It came in an elimination game, Brom's Walk-off grand slam propelled the Aggies past West Virginia to advance to the NCAA regional final in a regional tournament. Jim, that's your sports update. Hey, and I then understand we got an update, right? Yeah, and then they lost the next game. Right, 4-1. to one. Mm. Right, I saw that. So Okay. Anyway, that's still an exciting moment for the Aggies yesterday. So yeah. if, the Astros are doing good, though, buddy. So if Toronto can't beat Golden State at home in Game 2 without Kevin Durant, their chances are not looking too good. Clay Thompson uh, also left with a hamstring injury, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. Durant's I'm, coming back, isn't he? They say game four, maybe. At least. Maybe. Maybe game four. Maybe. He's, he hasn't even gotten on the practice court yet. So, I, I don't, I, you know, it depends. We'll see. If, he, if he's able, he will come back. But I, I'm with you. I, I, I think Golden State's definitely just too much of a team yeah. for this. 
Well, so it's so we got Oklahoma State and Tech are the two Big Twelve schools left in. That is correct. You know, that's, that's always you always you always wanted to hit the hit that Grand Slam and win the game, and then you ended up. Striking out, looking in team. Well, I don't know. You know what? Still, though, I bet you that kid's waking up this morning with still with a smile on his face. Yeah. I know they lost. Yeah. But come on, man. How cool <laughs> is that? That is just cool. Well, right. did you, you ever to... do it? No. God. No, me no. either. No. Never. No. But I, I sure went through that scenario of my mind right there by the tire swing <laughs> under the uh, uh, pecan tree. Hey, I, 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 Jim, I was on the other end of that. Mm-hmm. I gave up a grand salami at Cabinets Field. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes, sir. I walk. I didn't walk. I came in as a relief pitcher. There's two men on, and I walked. The bases loaded. The next guy, Murph Quarter, Murphy Quarter. If you're listening, you're, you're, I, I still hate you to this day. Murph Quarter deposits one. The left field just. I mean, the left fielder is one of those. He didn't even move. He just yeah. went over his head. Just, watched he watched it. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> yeah, I did that. So there you go. That's my, my non hero story. But you know, uh, who's he got? Uh, Credence, Clearwater Revival. Yes. CCR. Put me, in, put me in coach. Yeah. That's Fogarty. Uh, Fogarty. Ev- evidently, it went through his mind a couple of times. Well, I, there's a story <clears throat> over the weekend I saw that the heinous, a little town, I think they're 1A up, I think, west of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. First, first time I ever got into the. State Finals World Series. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. one of those yeah. one of those feel good stories. Of course, there's always a there's always a buzz saw in, in the, that you run into, and usually in those. And that's there's a, I forget who it is, but there's an undefeated team that you got to. Hey, play. well, while we're talking about local teams, let's say congratulations to the Cal Allen softball team. They didn't win the uh, Texas uh, State Championship, but they got to play it. So congratulations to Cal Allen softball team. That's that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Dale brought up uh, softball a minute ago. I've been I watched the girls softball over the weekend. A and M was still in. I don't know how it all settled out. It was the I think they're already in the World Series. Were there a few grand slams in those, in that tournament that kind of? Yeah, there was some. There was, some, there was a lot play? of. Yeah, there's. You know, I don't know. I, I watched the spin on the on the softball. I can't see it curving. I can see the spin. They they call it a curve. I can't I, I, see. I it. don't. Look, I've looked for it, I don't and I can't, I can't find it. Yeah. What, what are they talking all, about? What is it, hop? I, well, first of all, I want to know why they call it a softball. Have you ever been smacked by the head with one of those not things, man? Softball. That is what? not a softball. All right, what would you call it then? Bigger <laughs> bigger baseball? <laughs> I'd call it a women's hardball. I don't well, know, but man, it's not soft. Yeah, they're throwing in the high 60s, the pitchers. At, at what distance, brother? I think it's sixty feet, or, or right. no, no, it's, no, it's less than sixty it's feet. Less than 60 it's the same feet. as little league. It's right. like forty nine or yeah. something like that. So that's why you think it's coming in at hundred miles an hour. You have no time to react. Yeah, it's a uh, there, uh, and it's it, 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 you can tell. If it's funny. It's like you're talking about college baseball teams where you have one guy who's better than everybody else. That's the way it is with girls softball. Oh yeah, it's usually like the the grand slam yesterday, if I remember right, for. I think it was UCLA was hit by the same pitcher that yeah. pitched the whole game. Yeah. Right. And UT had a player like that. And had nine RBIs. Or- yeah, UT had a player. She was a pitcher, and she hit a grand. They're just, time. you know, just really gifted athletes. It's, it, uh, they're fun to watch. I, I like watching them. Well, they, I tell you what, real quick, because, you know, we're, we're, uh, guys are full of testosterone. If you think you can hit a softball, 
you have never tried. Well, because <laughs> that is hard to do. When I used to go to the Astrodome when I was a kid to watch the Astros play, in the seventh inning stretch, they had this four woman softball team come out, and they I would remember that. they would play like a local JC team, or something yep. like that. And these poor guys, this woman would throw the ball so hard they'd be lucky if they fouled a couple of pitches. She only had a catcher and two people on the whole field, and she would just she'd twist them into the ground trying to hit the thing. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I stood and I I stood and let you know three or four or five go over the plate. I well, watched that, them go by. Well, they they used to have. Remember in the Astrodome when they had foamers, where if the uh, yeah. after the seventh inning stretch, yep. if you struck out, if the Astros pitcher struck out a opposing player, was free beer for the rest of the God, game. You That's went right. back a long way for that. <laughs> and you didn't one. want to be standing in the aisle when that happened either. Yeah, I mean, they would be screaming. The, well, it's politically cold incorrect cold to do that. Yeah, today. they don't even sell beer after the seventh inning <laughs> no, stretch now. No. In those days, it was all you could drink if they stood it. And there's always one, you know, they, they, the opposing team would send, send some guy up off the bench, you know, make sure that they that, uh, he didn't, he, he struck out. Well, we pretty much stunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. You're right, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, the bottom line is a different world. You couldn't even spell liability back then. <laughs> you know, one of the things I saw, speaking of that, uh, there's controversy over that. A kid that got hit in the head with that foul ball the other day. Yeah. Yes, at the Cubs base Astro baseball yeah. game. Yeah, and there, I, I saw that happen one time in the dome. This little kid sitting next to me. You're sitting down on the first baseline. It's happened at Whataburger Field, oh, but man, there's a sign up there. For God's sakes, it says. Yeah. The lady that died last August at yeah. an LA Dodgers yeah. game. And they didn't. They didn't announce that she died for several months. It, it was. It happened in like I forget. But it's like four months, and somehow I why is it we we it. take for granted that every time we walk out the door, we're going to walk back in it? Well, they said that the uh, the story I read said that the teams control where the how far out the nets go, and the people who are sitting in those seats don't really want an obstructed view, and so that's baseball kind of what, has a mandatory height and, and and where they're supposed to go. For then, if you meet that, it's up to you to go right. whatever you want. You're right. Where? Where does it stop? I think Where? it's the end of the dugout, isn't it? It's either – I think it's the end of the dugout. It, it's supposed to be at the end of the line of the first base on Major League uh, – at first base and third base in Major League Baseball game. It's supposed to go the length of the, the, of the baseline? No, the first base and then third base. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Go, so go. You'll stay well, that's what I'm... Yeah. What did I just say? Yeah. The length of the baseline. But I think the height, the height of it, there's some... There's... It's... there. The rules are meant sort of minimum... Very minimum. And then the teams get to decide. Well, that, guys, it's not... It's, it's... We've all seen the line drives coming off the... You know... It's it's what Jim is alluding to. There's signs everywhere. It just yeah. irks me at no end. I've seen it at Whataburger Field, young parents not paying attention to their little kids, running around, and a line drive goes screaming by. And yeah. then all of a sudden they start, oh, my God. I was like, you know, come I, on. I think this the one, game. the one that hit this, this time in the Astros game, 
it was a it was strange. It was low and inside pitch, and he yep. he got out in front of it and just sent a line drive right. Yeah, you, you know if you if you're sitting over there in, in that part of the stands, it'd come up on you in a hurry. Now I've heard this little girl's supposed to be okay, so everything's going to be all right. But they're still supposed to be. I, I think Major League Baseball is looking at it more because the media really picked up this story. Story. Well, it was pretty dramatic looking at the video. The player was. Really oh, upset. the player was devastated. Yeah. Yeah. He had to be approached and asked if he can continue in the game. And he said it was a tough decision, but he did because he has two little girls himself, he said. Hmm. And just I went and looked up the uh, – as of February of 2018, the Major League Baseball had a press release saying that they were going to extend the netting uh, to protect people from foul balls and low-flying bats from at least as – the far end of each dugout, yeah, is what the and that's what I'm saying. It, it, which is it's basically that's almost the, the, the third, base, the third, third first. But how? Yeah. But how high up in the air? All the wire. You you can't just hang them from you know six feet. You got right. they got to come down from the top. Mandatory height, oh. I assume. There's, there's got to be a mandatory. Next time you're at Waterburger Field, take a look at the, how it's attached. Hmm. It goes way up there. Yeah. See, the problem is, Jim, is, is like someone said, you know, you pay a lot of money for these seats, and the last thing you want is yeah. some obstructive view in front of you. Now, well, ask the people behind home plate that. They don't seem to mind. Uh, we, our seats are behind the net at Waterburger Field. A while. You, once you're used to it, it yeah. you don't even notice I'm it. I'm oblivious no. to it. Yeah. You don't even notice it after, after about five minutes for me. All right. I'm good, Dave. Any football news? No, that's that's pretty much. Like I said, Jim, we've got the though the uh, baseball draft going on today. The Astros pick, I think, thirty second, so it's not going to be an exciting day for the Astros. Some of the I, NFL teams are back in, and I was looking to see if there was uh, speculation on who the Astros would draft, and I couldn't find any. Well, they're so far down the list. Pretty much most of your guys are going to be gone, but I'll have a report for you tomorrow. All right, thank you, Dave. You bet, Jim. <laughs> Radio 1360 KKTX. Dale Rankin, owner, editor of the Island Moon, is uh, in the box with Blake Farenthold's Lago here. And uh, the um, uh, Blake and Dale are having a very interesting conversation about the four-year term for uh, city council members is being exposed again. It's coming up. Well, it looks like I, there's no agenda out, but it looks like they're going to appoint the the uh, committee to look at it in the next at the next city council meeting. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, yeah, I think that all the sitting city council members want four year terms, and they want the other issue they're going to take up is getting paid. How right. much? How much more we're going to pay them? Right. And they're going to appoint the commission that decides that. Surely they're not going to pick people who want to pay them and want four year terms only. I will. That remains to be seen. I, I don't. Each council person gets one pick, and the mayor's appointee is the head of the chi, head of the committee. So we'll see. Whoa! I didn't know I mean, that. Yeah. What? Well, he announced that the mayor brought that. that up at the last council meeting. That who he everybody gets to appoint one person, and the, originally when they first came up, 
it sounded like it was going to be on the ballot in this coming November. Then yeah. when it came back up the second time, it sounds like, well, maybe that's too ambitious. It may be in in 2020, in November of 2020. But I went back and looked at the – I went back uh, two election cycles. And it's if you run on a four-year term in single-member districts, which is the county commissioners, your those races cost about $150,000. At large races for the city, typically are running somewhere around eighty thousand. You can you go, you can get by with less, but somewhere around eighty thousand. Mayors around about a hundred thousand. So you go to a four-year term. If you make the assumption that those costs are going to come in line with what the county commissions are, and bear in mind those are all single-member districts. There's only four of them, but there's only five in the city, so it's it's pretty much apples and apples. You're going to raise the cost of running for office. By quite a bit. And what does that do? Well, but you don't. If you take the, what what did you say, 80,000 to run Mm -hmm. and double it because you'd run twice in two years. Right. It's still. But you're still. But you're still. Now you're in the four year cycle when you've got when everybody is running. Now you've got to go to the big donors because you need the money in a hurry. You're competing with the the partisan races. It's going to push the council seats in a more partisan direction, in my opinion, because. That's who you're going to have to go to to get as much money oh, as I you think need. That, now, I think the biggest mistake the council ever made was moving their elections from the spring uniform too. election day I did too. to November because they're lost yeah. in the in either the presidential, senatorial, congressional, yeah. state rep, and governors. The, you know, the, the, I, the media I, is all sucked up and yeah. is, plus is more expensive. Plus, you're raising money. In the same cycle as the people running in the partisan races, and they have the party apparatus behind You know, it seems like I was doing a breakout of this and looking to see if the totals were higher uh, in November like they had hoped they would be. Yeah. And they're about the same. Yeah. We got a lot of lever pullers in the the November cycle. They go in, they pull a Republican or Democratic lever, and it doesn't go all the way down to the city council races. You see a lot of that, a lot of big undervote numbers. And that, and I, I, you would assume that that would in a four year race, it's not going to be any different. You know, I, I can see a good argument for paying council members because right now the way it really works, unless you're just independently wealthy, that being a council person is a full time job. Sure. If you're going to do it right, that's that's going to be your first priority. When you know you got, you just have to pay attention to it. And so by not having it pay a living wage, it limits. A lot of the the talent pool that you can tap into. Now, a four year term, I, you know, there's a lot of swings and misses at the council level. You know, you got a lot of first timers that you don't know how people are going to react till they're on. Oh, you there. mean people that run and then, or they get in and they just sit there. Yeah, and you're you, you're going to be stuck with them for four years. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the four year terms either. I mean, I ran every two years as a congressman. It's a lot of work, but it keeps you in touch with the voters. Now, I do think the straight ticket voting isn't going to be a problem anymore because that goes away in 2020. Well, look. Oh, it does? I didn't know that. Yeah. Abbott signed that bill back in 2017 to do away with the straight ticket voting. Wow. So you you have to hit every race. Yep. Well, basically, in in I was I wrote about when when they when they were moving that city elections to November. I wrote 
against it because for, I, that, for all those reasons, and I caught every no traction. Show, yeah. Every show I did was do not I, vote for yeah, I caught no traction. <clears throat> Nobody was paying any I, attention. I hope they open this <clears throat> up where the Charter of Vision could change that back. I think that would be. Well, the, it's supposed I to be a nonpartisan issue. Yep. Is it and it yeah. takes it off of the but partisan. I don't think anything could be a nonpartisan issue anymore. Well, that's true. But if you get it, you know, they just had a. A race in San Antonio, and they're headed for a runoff. They had a very low turnout, but the people who went were people who wanted to vote in a city race. Right. They got up and they went down to the polls and, and they voted, as opposed to somebody who's there because they want to vote for the president or the governor. In the in the governor cycle, we have round about sixty thousand voters countywide, typically, and about a hundred thousand, mm. little over a hundred thousand in the presidential cycle. But like you say, you don't see a lot of fluctuation. In the in the people voting in the city races, that tells you they're not there to vote in the city races. They're just that's it's some of them will go that far down the ballot, but most of them won't. And so if you if you do it separately, it's the city council races are front and center. If you go to four year terms and they're in November, I just think they're just going to get lost in the noise. They're they're competing for advertising. They're competing for sign space in people's yard. They're competing for donors They're competing for earned media. Right. Which is a, you know, basically being a news story. It means you're going to have to go back to the to the biggest donors to get money. And in a city with three at large rate, three at large seats, that's going to serve to concentrate power in fewer and fewer hands. You're going to you're looking at a, some version of an oligarchy if you go down that road. And as you open this issue up, I think we may get... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a uh, possible litigation revisiting the single member district. Yeah, I do too. I think you're going to have, whether it's from Maldef or somewhere along those lines, they're going to have to sign off on that. Once you open that that can of worms, everything's negotiable. Gosh, how do you you teach self-awareness? You know, the ability to think how you think. News Radio 1360 KKTX. Largo here. It's 0835. Dale Rankin, owner, editor of the Island Moon, in the box with Blake Ferrothold. And, uh... Well, they, we were just talking about uh, Blake was talking about, and I, I'll yield. Uh, he knows uh, about trying to raise funds in this uh, particular part of the uh, country, and you said something of uh, interest. Yeah, we, the big donors. We, we don't have nearly the number of big political donors in this area uh, that we used to have. It's something I think any of the elected officials. Uh, around here would uh, point out it was a conversation I had with uh, Judge Neal after I retired about how difficult it is uh, to run down here. You've got a, only got a handful of uh, donors and they're uh, either dying off or moving. Um, and why why is it that they move? Is it they're tired of being 
It's hard for them to recruit. Feed on talent here is one of the reasons. That's what I hear. Well, just and we, we've got we've got several things. We're we, there's difficult hiring talent. We're difficult to travel in and out of. We're back to our airport issue. It takes two yeah. and a half hours longer to get here than it does to uh, Houston or Dallas, and in some cases, um, San Antonio. Yeah. So it, it it one of my big concerns remains for this city is we got a lot of investment down here. But all of the people down here, I shouldn't say all, but a vast majority of them work for somebody in Houston or Dallas. And as Dale points out, we get the salaries here, but a lot of the profits go up to the uh, corporate uh, bigwigs in Houston, yeah. Dallas, San Antonio. And even and even a lot of the growth we're seeing at the port, that's that's going to be the case there. Those companies are yep. not Exxon Chenier is going to – Exxon uh, Sabex Houston. Chenier is in uh, Houston. The Tepco's in China. Uh, the, the the steel plant, okay, Viltapina, is going to that, Austria. Well, for crying out loud, they built their companies here. Right. They're employing people here. We're enjoying the benefits of uh, people buying stuff, exchanging commerce, right, buying the money homes. multiplier, and yeah. you know, and, and that's that's great for us. But I, I want to see some of the upper management here. I want to see some businesses that keep their upper management here and don't just have you know plant managers being the top position. Here. Well, I I think with what's happening. Not only in business, but the rest of the uh, people looking at this part of the country as, you know, it's a nice place to live. That's not far behind. Uh, I think it's going to be a plus to some of those corporate uh, people that go, how would you like to go to a beachside uh, place where? Well, it's, uh, yeah, but it's but it, it, historically it's not worked that way. You know? And I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's, whose son just recently got out of medical school about how hard it was for them to recruit certain types of specialty doctors down here. And, you know, and they said one of the problems they have is they'll, they'll come here right out of medical school, mm-hmm. and after a couple of years, they have, they start, have, their wives start complaining. They want to get back to – they want to get to a bigger city, and there they go. Some nightlife. Density, some density brings density, yeah. right? Yeah, right. It's a chicken in the egg scenario, yeah, just, just like, like it is with the airport. <sighs> Our day will come if we just <laughs> wait. Okay, Kurt, good morning. Welcome to Lago in the morning. Good morning, guys. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to throw something out. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, the election and voting and, and whether people pay attention or not in the polls. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been an election poll judge for, I don't know, the last 10 years. And I've either been at Gibson Elementary or Driscoll Junior High School. And um, I've had to help a lot of people vote because they just don't understand the machines. And, and you stand there and you kind of help them go through it all. You're not allowed to tell them to pick which way or the other. But <clears throat> I've seen it to where, especially when Beto ran, and they said, I just want to vote for Beto. I don't care about nobody else. And they really wow. don't. You know, they either go Republican or Democrat, and, and uh, they could care less about anything else. They don't know what the city county. They have no idea. That, you know, I've heard them say, well, I kind of heard his name. Vote for that person. The yeah. majority of people I see have no idea at all. Yeah. Sure. And it, and and the, right. the truth is that those races at the top of the ballot that bring people in have less effect on their daily lives than and, the stuff at the bottom of the yeah. ballot. All right, right. I appreciate it, Kurt. Thanks. Thanks, Shannon Bush. The uh, is this about the Eschels or are you talking about something else? Uh, it kind of goes hand in hand. Good morning, everybody. Hi there. 
Uh, okay, the gentleman from the Islanders mm-hmm. uh, hit the nail on the head with, after a while, the wives get bored. Mm-hmm. And I could even press that down one more. You know, we've got people coming in from 10 different countries to this town for a month, the month of June. And I hear complaints like, where do we go for a nice meal? Where are the VRBOs? Where, what do my wife and kids do? And after a while, you can only say, well, there's the beach or there's the water park. I mean, there, there just yeah. needs to be. Is that the sailors you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Are they, have they and, already started arriving? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, I'll be in the water sailing tomorrow. My team arrives this afternoon, but I know there are a bunch of teams that are already in town all weekend long. They were getting their stuff ready to go. And there's going to be a lot of activity this coming week because our first regatta is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This and, coming week, and from yeah. from then on, it just it just keeps going. It, wow. People okay. keep arriving, and people keep going out there. Hold on, what was the acronym you used earlier? Which one? VRBO. Yeah, what is that? That's home rentals. Uh, yeah, vacation rental by owner. Okay, it's the thing that the Corpus Christi City Council wanted to abolish, but there's a there's a a huge segment of the population that goes somewhere for longer than a week. And they don't want to stay in a hotel. They want to stay in a home-like atmosphere. They want to have washing machines. They want to have a kitchen. Yeah. They want to have a communal living room. They, they don't want to deal with the hotel and the hotel prices for, in some instances, 31 days. That's a big – there's a lot of those in Port Aransas. Well, but that's, that's too far. These, I mean, everywhere – because I'll be racing. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we go – we all stay in VRBO, mm-hmm. and this is the first place where we've really encountered where there literally are no VRBO places, and that's been like the number one complaint. Are they people- are they uh, against zoning laws? I know they on the island. I know it's against. Uh, it, it, it's there. You it is against they're, zoning laws. They were they were the complaint is they're not getting the the hotel tax. Per night right. with the VRBO, and well, that's they, a very easy problem, right? To, to, to solve, right? Yeah. Well, they had that in Port Aransas. I was at a city council meeting up there before Harvey three or four years ago, and they had that problem. And they spent my recollection is it was some relatively small amount, under a hundred thousand dollars for a computer program that essentially searches all of those sites, and they made everybody register. If you're gonna if you're gonna put your if you're going to rent overnight, you or long or long term, if you're going to rent, you had to register and pay a nominal fee, but it's so you got on the list. And this computer program would search all of those sites, and if somebody was leasing one out that wasn't listed, it was red flag it, and they would go hit them up. So they, that's how they found out how many they had and got their arms around how to start regulating. Well, I I just think it's such a critical component. I mean, talk yeah. about evolving with the time. You cannot ignore yeah. Airbnb or VRBO. What do you it, think the it, solution is? It, the, the solution is is to get these people to welcome them, not just say, "Oh, you, we can't collect tax from you, so we're going to make it illegal." Let's mm-hmm. let's work together and try to provide this service that clearly a lot of people are looking for. Well, uh, so, here here's the 
And I said this when we were t- when the council was talking about it. There can't be that many that it would put a hole in your budget. I mean, no, it's, it, here. it's not. But it's that component of people coming to this town to vacation. Check it out. You know, well, you have say, what you well, have a condo downtown, right? Or close? Yeah. Okay. Um, None of those condos, not a single condo, even though those condo buildings are probably two thirds empty, not one of those condo complexes allows subletting or VRBO. Not one. And you want to talk about leaving money on the table? And so that's a result of the HOA rule. Yeah, that is HOA. I, yeah. The, well, uh, I'm just saying, I mean, we went, we, we, when we went to Cows, in Isle of Wight in England, there was a condo complex that sublet their units, and we were two blocks from the sailing venue on the water, and I'm telling you, everybody was three thumbs up. It was the coolest thing. Corpus Christi, no way. So if we want to be no a destination for events like that, it's something we need to address. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just got a I just got an email this morning from a friend of mine in Hong Kong looking for a house to rent. He doesn't want to stay in a hotel. And for some people, that's a make or break, whether they come to this event. How many uh, how many are in that uh, group from Hong Kong? Uh, Hong Kong group will be two boats. And I think it's seven people or eight people total coming from Hong Kong. Okay. I think uh, Pamela and I can be out of the house in uh, just a couple of days. <laughs> well, you know, on the island, you, 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 it's condos only, and it goes it goes by each each condo well, each condo group each way. You can't well, do it back in the with, neighborhoods legally. The problem with the condo is, and that's a great place. And if you're going to the beach, that yeah. is that is your only deal. But right. if you're coming to Corpus, you don't want to stay on in a condo on the beach because that is, and I've done it. A long haul, yeah, coming and going, yeah, and, and you, it's just after a long day on the water. That's the last thing you want to do is drive all the there, way around. There the are bay. only in the Corpus Christi area, and that includes North Beach, Corpus Christi, uh, the island, and the like. I think there are only like forty or fifty VRBOs uh, out there. I don't, Blake. I don't even think there are that many because last year when we had the Youth World Sailing Championship, there were. The pressure to find VRBO was immense, and there just are not that many options out there. Hmm. Seems like the empty, empty condos you're talking about downtown would be an obvious solution, but I guess the people who live there are going to be where your resistance comes yeah, from. I, the, well, my, I have a but, condo but, in um, D.C., and the unit across the hall from me is a uh, Airbnb and it's a violation of the HOA. They've been in litigation for two years with the owners of that. <laughs> the HOA has. And, and the owners keep leasing it they out. They just keep leasing it out. Ah, good for them. Okay. Shannon, are you coming in uh, one day this week? Yeah, I'd like to send me a text about coming in tomorrow morning, but we're packing up several boats uh, that are in my barn in Goliad, and we need to bring them to Corpus tomorrow. Okay. So Wednesday would work better for me to be in the box in person. I apologize for that, but in looking at, at my logistics, my team, Wednesday works better for me. Okay. Thursday wouldn't be a okay day? Thursday could work as well. Okay, let's do it Thursday. I will see you Thursday. Thank you. Awesome.
All right. You guys have a great day. Radio thirteen sixty KKTX. Was that was that in um, uh, was that in the Urban Cowboy movie? The, I think it was. Boss? I think Irving uh, Asimov. I think was the was Boz Skaggs' manager, and he slipped that in because he produced the record. Yeah. It didn't fit. You wondered when you saw the movie. You wondered, yeah. what's that doing in well, there? They, <laughs> here's what I found out: if you're a if if you can country dance, you can dance to anything. Uh, I think that's the one they used when they were uh, when they were shooting in downtown Houston. That's how they got away with it. They weren't at Gillies. Well, they had a that guy Gator. Gator. Yeah, he was a he was a, the John Travolta of uh, Gillies. Um, uh, you can look it up. There was something I wanted to come back with. It was uh, not to red light cameras. Oh, yeah. Gone. Yeah. State out, they outlawed them at the, at the state legislature. It's about time. They, they followed our lead. Our council got out ahead on that. Well, here's a, where <laughs> they really weren't being used anywhere. So, well, uh, uh, Dallas had them. Dallas had just invested, I think it was $2 million and in more? the system. Yeah, they put up some kind of a system. And they, yeah, they the, the whole thing, I, I, I got a ticket on one of those once and down at Airline and uh, Ocean Drive. That's where I got mine. And they would say that, that light, I checked, and that light was set to stay on yellow at three seconds, which is the minimal allowed under state law. So you're going along at speed limit. you gotta, you got you to gotta burn rubber if you're going to stop. But when that from when that light turned yellow, now, how many vehicles were in the crosshairs with you? Well, I, I got four. I, I yeah. Well, they and then they when they went back to the to the council after the first year, they sold it as a safety me- measure. They sell everything. And then they went when they went measure. back the next year, they had stats from these these intersections, yeah. and there were more wrecks than there were before there there were red lights. I went down there. I demand. I, I, I told them I want a jury trial. I told them you, if you convict me of this, I'll go sit three days in the jail, and you can feed me before I write you a seventy dollar check. And so I went down there on Leopard. They had this. You had they, this kangaroo court down there. Yeah, it was, and it was. A, you walk in, and the the trial was. They put. A, they had a a, a a television up on the wall, a flat screen, and they would roll this video and go, "Is that you or your car?" Yep. And if the answer was yes. Then you pay the lady. Yep. And so I said, I don't see a damn thing on that screen. What I see is a piece of evidence with no chain of custody. Where'd you get that? Who shot it? Who maintains the camera? How did it get on that screen? I don't. I see a blank screen. And that guy looked at me like I had a third eye. Well, and I said, I, I said, I want a, I want a jury trial. You could have followed that up. With, <laughs> I it, did. It, I demanded a jury trial. I put down a fifty dollar deposit, and they never would give me a trial date. Wow. I had a friend that did the same thing, a retired attorney, Bob Nash, out on the island. He actually got a trial date. He showed up ready for trial, and the prosecutor got up and, and announced that they dismissed the charges. Because you have – there's all kinds of court cases. Yep. You have the oh. right Sixth Amendment. You can you can make red, the red flex that company, fly in one of their people. 
Their, yep. their closest office was Phoenix. So they were going to fly in here for a $70 ticket. Oh, they'd have to wait two hours. Before you had the, the right to face flight. your accuser. <laughs> then you had the court. Then you had the chain of custody issue. It went through civilian hands. The guy who maintains the camera has a stake in finding you guilty. And what it finally came down to is they would say, well, there, it's not a warrantable offense. In other words, if you just pay it, it'll just go away. And I, my reaction was, if you're not going to issue a warrant, why in the hell would I pay it? Right? Because what are you, it's what the, are you going to do to me? You're not going to issue a warrant. Up yours. I'm not giving you well, $70. It, yes, but it wasn't until much later that you found out that they weren't going to issue a warrant. They told me that on the day I went in there when I told the guy that his that his chain oh, of evidence was bogus. He that his when his you know through his hat he says, "Well, it's not a warrantable offense." In other words, just give us your seventy bucks and this will go away. Yeah, that, and that's that, what that, everybody it's did. All about avoiding the hassle factor. Yeah, that's hey, all it was. Your the amount of time you would invest in going through yeah. a jury trial. You know, at, at, even at minimum wage, right? Okay. You're, you're better off paying. And that's the $70. what they counted on. Yeah. Guilty. Right. And that's and, but, you know, and they, well, here's the other side of it. If you didn't pay, then the the only thing they could do when you went down to get your car registration, they would hit you for it then before they give you your license plate. Yeah. But if it's somebody from out of town, the only way they can do that is if they have an interlocal agreement with the county the person lives in. So you drive down from Bear County, you run the red light. There's no consequence if you don't pay, so it was only hitting local drivers. Equal protection issue right there. Right. Yeah. All of that. Yep. And then you look into how they were getting these contracts. The whole thing just stunk to high heaven from day one. There was, there was nothing that was in the least bit safety-oriented about it. It was revenue. It was all revenue-driven. And several city council members – okay, not several. Two city council members <laughs> admitted that to me off the record. Yeah. Well, it was obvious if you looked at it. It was $300,000 a year, and it was going into an auxiliary fund of some kind at the PD – and the chief, to his eternal credit, got up and said, we don't need the money that bad. We'll right. be okay. He did. <laughs> and I just wish he had done that before I had uh, paid mine. Because I honestly <laughs> thought, you know. Oh, I gave I, the guy I, fits. I said, I want a jury trial. And the guy said, well, we've never had anybody ask for an appeal. And I said, well, you got one now. And so he said, so they had to go have a conference about what they're supposed to do. So they came out and said, well, give us 50 bucks to, to uh, deposit for a trial date. I just figured... You know, ever get my time is worth more <laughs> I than did. I got seventy-five dollars an hour. Have a bluebell country day. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.